It's now time for the Rural News with Monique Steele. Kia ora, Monique. And the New Zealand Merino Company's profits are way down. Yes, Merino has been the shining light in the wool industry in recent years, reaching higher prices for growers, but increased costs and a drop in consumer demand has seen the company's balance sheet take a hit. It's just reported a net profit after tax of $1.7 million for the year to June, a 61% drop on the year before. Company Chief Executive Angus Street says it's been a tough year. We predicted a decline due to the global economic conditions um, and the inflationary pressures impacting on demand, which is a pull-through, which our brand partners obviously are being impacted, and along with, I guess, cost increases as we build out DQRX. Um, so it's something that we had forecast at the beginning of the year, and despite, I guess, the, the results, the trading EBIT remains within budget. Mr Street says due to the lower profit, a dividend won't be paid to farmer shareholders and because of softer demand, the company will buy less wool. Obviously the response to a softening market has meant that we have slowed down our procurement of bales uh, to put into those direct contracts. But we are working with growers and putting wool uh, into the auction system and still getting really good results comparative to, I guess, other wool in the auction system. And that's underpinned by ZQ and, and ZQRX, our compliance programs, which deliver ethical and sustainable wool to the world. Angus Street says lower demand for merino wool is expected to continue for the rest of the year, but he's optimistic the tide will turn at the start of next year. Fonterra has slipped from 6th to 9th on the list of the world's most profitable dairy companies. Rabobank's just released its 2023 Global Dairy Top 20, with Fonterra the only New Zealand company making the list. French company Lactalis is still the creme de la creme, holding the top spot, while Dairy Farmers of America has moved up to second place, pushing out Switzerland giant Nestle into third. Rabobank's dairy analyst Mary Ledman says record revenues and a strong US dollar contributed to the reshuffle of rankings this year. She says following the sale of the Chilean subsidiary Sopralé earlier this year, Fonterra will now focus on making the most out of its current assets. The New Zealand dairy industry is under pressure in part because of, as we look forward to um, the environmental constraints. How can the industry grow going forward? Given the constraint on milk production growth, we see Fonterra and other New Zealand processors really looking at value-add rather than commodity products. Whole milk powder has, in some ways, always been the bread and butter for the New Zealand dairy industry. Really, whole milk powder has been a, a great way to convert all of that milk coming to those plants. Going forward, we're probably going to see more, perhaps more cheese being made, more high-value whey, or even skim milk powder and butter. It seems like the world has a strong appetite for butter fat. That's Mary Ledman from Rabobank. Meanwhile, Fonterra is shifting some of its product it sells on the fortnightly global dairy trade auctions to its pulse auctions, which happen every other week. 6,500 metric tonnes of whole milk powder and 23 metric tonnes of skim milk powder sorry, 23,000 metric tonnes of skim milk powder will be moved to Pulse Auctions. NZX dairy analyst Alex Winning says it will provide more consistent signals to the market about how much customers are willing to pay for the product. It isn't a regulatory thing at all. Um, There isn't, uh, it, it 
it doesn't appear to be in reflection to any of the price movements that we've had recently. And it was made quite clear when the Pulse auction was announced that it was an opportunity for more frequent selling of dairy products. So the natural progression from having whole milk powder for that first year is to then introduce skim milk powder. And as a whole for the GDT platform, the volumes haven't changed. It's just where and when they're offered. That's Alex winning. Some meat workers' jobs may be on the chopping block as farmer-owned processing company Alliance Group reviews its operations. Spokesperson Stephanie Manning says it has started consultation with impacted staff as the number are facing changes to their roles, redeployment or redundancy. The cooperative employs more than 5,000 people across its seven plants. After months of heavy rain, Te Tairawhiti is likely in for a hot, dry spring. Niwa's latest forecast shows rainfall, soil moisture and river levels are likely to be below average. That's being welcomed by farmers and growers who have been struggling with ongoing rains since Cyclone Gabrielle hit in February. Head of horticulture company leader brand Richard Burke says a dry spell would be a reason to celebrate as it means a return to business as usual. I'd go down and buy a box of beer and sit down and drink it. He says the constant rain has replenished water storage supplies, meaning the region might be better equipped to handle a drought. For our business, we operate much better in dry conditions because we can plan what we want to do. We can manage things a lot better. Um, We have irrigation available for the crops that we need it. Um, And I'm not saying, hey, it's all great that we have no rain, but uh, a dry period for us is something that we would really look forward to. But Erica Herries from the Eastland Wood Council says hot, dry conditions increase fire risk and change the work patterns for forestry crews. We have fire training um, for our guys up in the forest and you have um, also earlier start times so you're not working when it's really, really hot. And that's the rural news for today. Kia pai te rā.